are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast here for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas 24myportfoliocom On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, I have to post more on Instagram, I know. And if you guys ever wonder why you see my hands in front of the screen, it's because Dell, for some reason, I love this laptop, but they put the camera in the bottom left corner of the laptop. So whenever I try to type or go for my mouse, you can just see my little fingers all up in the camera. So I apologize for that. But what are we talking about on today's podcast? Well, part two, stock up, stock down. We did it yesterday on the pod. It was a resounding success, at least in my head. So we're going to do it again. Got a few more position players to do for you, mainly the outfield. And then we're going to be doing some pitchers as well. Stock up, stock down, Diamondbacks edition. So it's going to be a jam-packed pod, a very fun pod. I want to talk a little MLB Hall of Fame ballot Later in the week or next week, also want to talk about that Wander Franco contract and just overall the idea of signing your players to big contracts before they're even arbitration eligible. So those are going to be a couple of topics we probably hit next week. I think I'm going to do stock up, stock down probably for the rest of the week. There will be no Friday episode this week because I am traveling back to New Jersey for Thanksgiving. So everyone out there, enjoy the holidays. I will not be posting a Friday episode. But before we get into the pod, Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I cannot do this podcast without you, the listener, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I can do this podcast for you. I say thank you. But now let's jump right into the podcast, Stock Up, Stock Down, Diamondbacks Edition. You are Locked On Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks still here and let's get right into it. Stock up, stock down edition for the D-backs and the first player I want to talk about is a very controversial player. This might be a controversial answer, but I'm talking about Christian Robinson, and I think the stock has to be down for Christian Robinson, a consensus top 100 prospect, not in the D-backs organization, but in all of baseball entering the season, MLB.com, Baseball America, wherever you looked, they probably had Christian Robinson in their top 100 prospects for all major league teams entering 2021, but he didn't play in 2021, hasn't played since 2019, and his career is in jeopardy right now because of legal issues. He may never play again. So with that being said, with those facts being said, I think his stock has to be down. Now, if you want to push back, he's still 
only 20 years old, but we might not see this guy for over a year before he comes back to the D-backs organization. So right now, you could put a hold on the stock if you want, but if I have any Christian Robinson stock, it's probably smarter to sell it than to buy it right now. Next up is Cooper Hummel. Who? Yeah, if you guys ever seen that TikTok, Cooper Hummel, you guys probably don't know who Cooper Hummel is, but his stock is up. And the reason he's on this list, because we are doing players on the active 40-man roster who was in the D-backs organization last year. And Cooper Hummel was in the D-backs organization, but who is he? Why have you never heard his name before? It's because he was acquired for Eduardo Escobar. He was part of that Eduardo Escobar deal. He came back to the D-backs and since coming to Arizona, he's absolutely raked in the minor leagues in AAA in 46 games. That is 355 where a 1004 OPS is going to be 27. So we're getting to that little make or break time for these major league players who enter their late 20s but really can't get out of the minor leagues. We know those kind of players, those triple or those uh what what do people call them those quadruple a players where it's like uh, not really major leaguers but excuse me i hope you guys didn't hear that burp but not really triple a players either so cooper humbles one of those guys in between and maybe he can be a major leaguer for this d-backs team outfield you got Peralta probably in their next season. We'll see what they do with Ketel Marte. Doesn't look like Cole Calhoun's not coming back. So maybe Cooper Hummel gets a shot in spring training. But if you do have to push back against the stock being up, he was not very good in this year's fall league. So a concern there. But Cooper Hummel, I'm saying his stock is up for now considering he was acquired in the Escobar deal. I'm glad to see him at least produce at Reno. Now, next up, Stuart Fairchild, who was the 27th prospect, 27th best prospect in the D-backs organization. Didn't do much on the major league level this season for the D-backs, but put but put together his strongest season yet on their minor league level before being called up. He batted 296 with a 945 OPS in 44 games on the minor league level this year. He was really good in the 2019 AZ Fall League as well. So when you just look at his career trajectory the last few years, it's been going up and up and up. And even though he wasn't great for the D-backs this past season, he didn't get a ton of opportunity and he looked just fine. So I'm going to say his stock is up. And he, again, the D-backs are going to give a lot of these guys at least looks and chances and opportunities in spring training. Stuart Fairchild is going to be another one of those guys. So hopefully he can put it all together in spring training, and maybe he can put it all together for the regular season for the D-backs in 2022. Next up, we got Jake McCarthy of the D-backs, currently ranked number 24, according to MLB.com in the D-backs organization. He had a decent run for the D-backs. He actually played a lot more games than I realized when I went back and looked at it. He played 24 games in 2021. When I saw 24 games, I was like, what? I thought it was more like the Stuart Fairchild where it was like a hand, a handful of games. But Jake McCarthy had a decent run. Rangy outfielder who brings a component that the D-backs currently don't have on their team. That is speed. Now, he only stole three bases. He was three for five on stolen bases for the D-backs this past season. So you don't really look at that and you say, man, you're talking about speed. Well, where was it this season? Well, you didn't exactly get to see the top end speed that a Jake McCarthy has, but you saw the aggressiveness. Those five stolen base attempts is a lot for a guy who only played 24 games, especially when you compare that to other D-backs players, like the only guy who was being sent like that was like a Tim LaCastro. Dalton Varsha was sent a decent amount too, but the D-backs are a team that's not really sending guys 
guys like that, they were one of the worst teams in baseball when it comes to stolen bases. But Jake McCarthy, his stock is up because still, he's only 24 years old. He's been putting on the muscle every time he comes back from his offseason. He's shown double-digit power in the minor leagues in terms of home runs. He had a 15-home run season before. So if everything breaks right for this guy, maybe he's a 15-home run 20 stolen base kind of guy on the major league level. That is the best case scenario. I doubt that he gets there, but considering what he did for the D-backs on the major league level this past season, considering his minor league profile and where he's ranked in the system right now, the stock is up. The stock is up for Jake McCarthy. And overall, these are four players who most of their stock is up. Christian Robinson, of course, stock is down, but it's not because of on-field plays, because of stuff going off the field. Cooper Hummel acquired in that Escobar trade. His stock is up. I would like to see what he can do in spring training. Stuart Fairchild, still fairly young. His stock is up right now just because he's coming off the best minor league season he's had. And Jake McCarthy looked better than I thought he was going to on the major league level and got better run than I thought he was going to get on the major on the major league level as well. I struggle to say that sometimes. Major league level, MLB level. I'll just say that on the MLB level as well, only 24 years old. So Humble, Fairchild, and McCarthy, their stocks are up. I could see the potential with them. I could see it with a Robinson too, but he might not play for the next two years. So his stock is down. Now we'll get into a few more players whose stock might be up, might be down entering 2022, but this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the podcast. And of course, let's do a little more stock up, stock down. The first play I want to talk about is a fan free, uh, excuse me. Let me start over because this guy needs a proper intro. The next guy up on my list is a fan favorite, one of the longest tenured D-backs, better known as the Freight Train, David Peralta. That sounded a little bit like a WWE intro, but David Peralta, a really good defensive player and pretty clutch too. 296 average and 832 OPS when men are on bases, but my stock is unfortunately down for David Peralta. The man couldn't even crack 10 stolen or crack 10 home runs during the 2021 season. He played 150. 
50 games. We couldn't get 10 home runs out of David Peralta now. We did get eight triples, which led the National League, but I would rather have those balls that go over the fence and the wall than the than the balls that hit up against the fence and you just steal a couple more bases, advance a couple more bases than you should have. So David Peralta, I would love for him to get his power back. And his OPS and high leverage moments was, or excuse me, I'm sorry, I was looking at my next guy. I was reading the wrong stats. So David Peralta hasn't cracked 10 home runs in 2021, which is Pretty bad considering he played 150 games. He had his lowest average in OPS since 2016. And his hard contact numbers have been dropping since 2018. This is a guy whose power has been diminishing every single season the past few years. Which makes sense because he's entering his mid-30s. Dave Peralta's no spring chicken anymore. And that 30 home run he campaign he had a couple years ago. I think like I think it was 2018. That seems like a distant memory now. So David Peralta, he can still be a pretty productive middle of the line, middle of the lineup, middle of the order bat because he's still pretty good with runners in scoring position just coming through in the clutch. But for a rebuilding D-backs team, a guy who really doesn't have that much power or upside, I don't think makes a ton of sense for this D-backs team. I think it's probably time to ship Peralta off to a team that's looking for a defensive corner outfield who could bat six for you as a left-handed bat. So David Peralta, I'm going to do you a service and ship you off to a contender that's not the D-backs. Now, next up, this is the man who I started talking about when I still want to talk about David Peralta, and that is Dalton Varsho, whose stock might be the highest of anyone we're ever going to talk about because the second half, of this past season showed us Dalton Varsho has true all-star potential. Varsho, his second half stats post all-star break, 52 games, 10 home runs, a 290 average, a 879 OPS and five stolen bases. Dalton Varsho was putting on a show in the second half of the season. His OPS and high leverage moments was over 1,000. That was the stat I almost read for David Peralta, but it was really for Dalton Varsho. Varsho showed us too, he can be pretty good as a defensive outfielder if Kelly is the long-term option at catcher. So the D-backs need to find every way to get Varsho in their lineup next year. He had energy he had swagger he had pizzazz he had all those little buzzwords they want to throw at him he's not exactly lived up to the hype i want to say that d-backs fans put on to his shoulders but in the second half he at least lived up to the hype so if he can carry that second half into a full season next year the breakout season might be coming for Dalton Varsho sooner rather than later and if we do see a second half season over the course of a full year next year Dalton Varsho will have a great chance of making all-star team. And you look at him with the Ketel Marte or Carson Kelly, and all of a sudden, we might be feeling good as D-backs fans for having core pieces, building block pieces for a potential foundation of a playoff team in the near future. A more of a wildcard playoff team instead of a World Series contender. But Ketel Marte, Carson Kelly, Dalton Varsho, you just keep Adding to that group, that core, and this team could make the wild card race sooner rather than later, I truly believe. So Dalton Varsho, your stock is undoubtedly up. And of course, the D-backs have a lot of holes to fill if they want to make the wild card. So I don't need anyone calling me crazy out here. But let's move on to the last guy whose stock is unfortunately down. And that is J.B. Braskakis, who I was super high on entering the 2021 season because, as I talked about yesterday... 
That spring training, man, it's like a mirage when you're out in the desert looking for water. You're like, whoa, is that an oasis over there? No, it's just spring training. You can't believe spring training. J.B. Burskakis was dominant in spring training, shutting down folks, striking out dude after dude. But when he got to the major league level and made his debut this past season, he was not the setup man I thought he was going to be. I thought J.B. Braskakis was going to be dominant with that slider, that fastball slider combination. But instead, over 17.1 innings pitch, he had a 7.79 ERA, 24 hits allowed, 15 earned runs allowed, 17.3 strikeout percentage, 4 home runs allowed. J.B. Braskakis was not the guy who I saw in spring training when he made it to the when he made it to the regular season. His fastball was crushed for a 500 average with an with a slugging percentage over 800 as well. So J.B. Braskakis, even though he really disappointed and the stock is down, I still believe in J.B. Braskakis. It's not like because the stock is down, I'm riding him off. This guy will never be a major leaguer in his career. This guy's a bust. Why did we ever trade for him? No, I'm not saying any of that. I still think J.B. Braskakis has the potential to be an elite back and reliever for the D-backs. They're going to need some of these in-house options like a Briscockis, a Corbin Martin, a Dalton Varsho. They're going to need these guys to pop if they want to get this rebuild process done quicker rather than later. And J.B. Briscockis, one of those guys, he can be a core piece of this D-backs team, the next D-backs team to make the playoffs. J.B. Briscockis can be a foundational piece to that franchise, to that ensemble of pieces, but he's still got some work to do. And... This past season, it showed he still had a lot of work to do. I guess I just repeated what I already said. But J.B. Braskakis, the flashes are there. I saw a lot in spring training. The regular season told a different story, but I'm not giving up on J.B. Braskakis just yet. So your stock is down for now, but it can quickly change with your performance in 2022. Now, we're going to be wrapping up this edition of Stock Up, Stock Down on the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. But first... This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered for all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. I always feel a little weird reading that. We're stuffed with deals. Either way, let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast and let's wrap up our stock up, stock down edition for these D-backs players. And now we are done with the position players. 
That was a quick round of applause for me because I believe I am killing it. You guys, please always reach out to me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24. If you think I'm doing a bad job, good job, whatever it is, I love interactions on Twitter. I love getting into a good Twitter debate every now and then. So don't be afraid to interact with me on Twitter, even though I got the little blue check mark. Always like to bring that up when I can. But let's get back into, into the swing of things. Let's get back into the stock up, stock down game. And let's talk about the next man on my list, the highest paid player on this D-backs roster. And that is Madison Bumgarner, Mason Saunders. Well, he was Mason Saunders in 2020 because he was absolutely terrible last year. I didn't even want to call him Madison Bumgarner. Oh, if I called him Madison Bumgarner, it was a high emphasis on the bum part of Garner. Uh, that was a pretty poor joke that I tried to get off. But Bumgarner, he, I think he re-deserved his name in 2021. I took his name away a little bit in 2020, but I think I gave his name back in 2021 because... He looked a lot better in 2021 after the atrociousness I had to be put through through 2020. I thought this guy was a lost cause. I thought this guy had no chance of even doing what he did this past season. And I was wrong. There were stretches of brilliance for Madison Bumgarner. If you just take out his first month and last month, it was pretty good. The, his year was pretty much bookended by two bad months where his ERA was terrible. But in those middle months... Madison Bumgarner was pretty good overall. His ERA did improve from a 6.48 last year to a 4.67. So uh, I got to give him improvement there. Plus, with this new pitching coach, it's got to make me believe that Bumgarner has a potential for a little resurgence, a little revival in his career. Brent Strom has been able to do that for a whole bunch of aging pitchers like a Justin Verlander who went to another level when he got to Houston. So Staying healthy is a concern for Madison Bumgarner because he has missed time the last couple of years. His fastball velo is still low, and he's terrible with runners in scoring position, so I'm not making the case exactly for why his stock is up, but the main reason why his stock is up because he was better in 2021 than he was in 2020. I thought he was a lost cause in 2020, and 2021 showed me that there's actually still, if you can just get through, sift through all the garbage, there's actually a guy who could be a number three starter for a rotation in there in a Madison Bumgarner. I'm praying that Brent Strom pulls it out. So because of that, Madison Bumgarner, your stock is up heading into 2022. Next up is Humberto Castellanos. And I got an interesting answer here for whether his stock is up or down. I said his stock is down if we're talking about Castellanos, the starter. But his stock is up as a reliever because Remember, Castellanos is only 24 years old, and this is someone who the D-backs picked up off waivers from the Astros because they said goodbye, Castellanos. They didn't want him anymore, so the D-backs picked him up. Over 45 innings pitched, he had a 4.93 ERA, 5.0 FIP, 14.8 strikeout percentage. Overall, those were his stats. Not really the best, not really the strongest, but if you break them down, split them up, split them up between starter and reliever, it changes the whole picture, the whole perspective on Acostianos because seven starts, 34 innings pitch, 556 ERA, 299 average allowed, 832 OPS allowed. He was crushed as a starter, but as a reliever, 
one point or excuse me 11.2 innings pitch 309 ERA 205 average allowed 644 OPS allowed Cassianos was very serviceable and very good as a reliever for the D-backs one of the better relievers they had coming out the bullpen to end the season so Cassianos if we're talking about him as a reliever his stock is up entering next season because the D-backs bullpen is terrible but if we're talking about as a starter the D-backs have enough mediocre starters and I don't think we need a Cassianos to go out there and just continue being mediocre when the D-backs have like eight of those guys so stock up as a reliever for Castellanos stock down as a starter then the last guy I want to talk about today this is someone who it hurts my heart to say this but Taylor Clark your stock is down this is someone who I thought could emerge a couple seasons ago heading into 2020 as a potential number five number four starter for this D-backs team when I was like it's Gallon, it's Bumgarner, it's Luke Weaver, and then after that, maybe Taylor Clark has a chance, and that just has not worked out, or I can't forget Merrill Kelly either, so I, Taylor Clark was battling for that number five starter entering 2020, it was those four guys, and then it was like Taylor Clark or Alex Young, or uh, I can't even remember the, or Mike Leak. it was like, who's going to become the number five starter, I think it was the Mike Leak. and I thought Taylor Clark had a pretty good chance entering 2020, had a pretty bad 2020, thought nah, 2020 I was like ah, it's a mulligan year we'll throw that year away for pretty much all D-backs players and come back to 2021 I was like all right let's see what Taylor Clark really has and it was more of the same from 2020 and 2019 that's my overall point where Taylor Clark he's pretty much been the same guy the last three years that's my big issue with him his ERA has been between a 4.3 and a 5.3 hits per nine around nine the last three years hard hit percentage above 40 percent exit velo around 90 miles per hour the last three years the dude just gives up way too much hard contact the d-backs tried him as a late inning reliever but to no avail 307 average and 822 ops allowed in innings seven through nine this guy is not a back-end reliever this guy is not a starter his ops allowed is above 900 when on one or fewer days of rest so i don't know what to do with taylor clark he hasn't really looked good as a starter he hasn't really looked good as a reliever he hasn't really gotten better the last three seasons so right now i feel like taylor clark could be on the outside looking in pretty soon when we're looking at this 40-man rotation i'm scared he might get the alex young treatment pretty soon how they just pretty much got rid of alex young because the dude wasn't performing if taylor clark has another season where he doesn't get any better and his era is getting pretty close to five then uh he won't be long in the tooth another one of my old cliches i like to say he won't be long in the tooth if taylor clark continues to struggle so right now his stock is down entering 2022 now that's it for this edition of the lockdown diamondbacks podcast hopefully we can get through the rest of the players tomorrow on uh you know part three stock up stock down edition so hopefully we can get through the rest of the players tomorrow the rest of the pitchers on tomorrow's pod but thank you for making lockdown dimebacks your first listen every day i cannot do this podcast without you the listener listening sharing subscribing doing all that so i can do this podcast for you so thank you but now go listen to locked on bets as your second listen of the day your boy q and lee sterling are absolutely killing it so go tune into that podcast but what do i want you to do for me Just stay safe and stay healthy over this holiday weekend. Peace!